You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Americans After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Americans After Show. Welcome to the Americans After Buzz After mm-hmm. Show. Uh, we're here once again, as always. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined by the lovely Jen Golden. Hello. And I'm also joined by the not-so-lovely Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to be here with you guys. And I'm also joined, we are all love, happy to be joined by the great Costa Ronin, who plays Oleg Borov. What's up, guys? Hi. Uh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's great that you're here. We, we, we've been teasing the fact that you were, you were going to come in, and you're here sitting right next to me, and I, uh, I'm very happy. Me too. Uh, we know you're happy. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, we're gonna, what we're going to do is do what we normally do, which is just talk about the episode, which is a fantastic episode tonight, and then uh, we'll you can chime in if you want and give your thoughts and opinions, and then we will also get to know you a little bit more and find out where you come from and, 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 and what's it like to work on this fantastic show and tell me what the hell Oleg is up to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still under the impression of the episode I just watched, so uh, you guys take all the time you and, want. I'll just, I'll just, and yeah, I'll just be we, we in my find, own world. We finally get you in the studio and you're not in the episode. The one, right, episode, right. The one the episode I'm not on. I was waiting. I was like, it's got to be coming. No. no, not at all. Well, I will. I mean, I will just jump to right now. I mean, you said that you know we're talking off mic, and you're saying how you know when you signed on, it was only supposed to be a couple of episodes, and then it was a couple more and a couple more, and now you're in twelve out of thirteen. Which right, is fantastic. right, right. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so we're happy much. Happy to have you. So uh, I'm not. I just I'm dying to ask. You know, of, of those twelve of the of episode twelve that you did. If, if you make it or not, if we, are we going to see him in season three? We got picked up for season three. We don't know if Oleg survives. Well, I read somewhere that Uh-oh. Oleg goes on a journey. Uh oh, what kind of journey is? That? I don't know. Okay. I read another interview. We'll get into that. <laughs> no, we'll get we'll get into that. The journey, the journey. <laughs> yes, that's His it. Oh, self discovery. Uh oh. His character has an arc. Okay. And he, you said we don't know. You don't know if the audience will like where it's going or, oh. or what happens with him. Huh. I feel like he's bad. You think he's bad? Is Oleg a bad man? We'll talk about yeah. that. We'll talk about Oleg. That'd Oleg, be hot, though, wouldn't it? I think Oleg... <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Just you, do you have a crush on Oleg? Or Team Oleg. One, one half of this side of the table does have a crush, but All it right. is not my side. Yes, and one half of the side of the table... Also does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oleg will be lucky to get out with his life. <laughs> um, so, uh, so great episode tonight, man. Marshall Eagle. This episode was the uh, the the Iran Contra sort of uh, Contra camp infiltration episode, which was consulted. Oliver consulted North, on and, the, and he got he got he got a story credit. Yeah, all of our story consulted. by credit. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's like that's that's what you get. You don't get it. You don't get consulted by. You get a story by. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Ollie North. We talked about Ollie North leading up to this. You know, the the, the, the whole Iran Contra thing and the Contra training camps and all that good you stuff. You want to talk about the uh, the? You mean, I mean that is that is straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, if you got I mean, you got the guy who was at the center of the maelstrom. Yeah, and he is uh, and and he's consulting on the show, helping you with the story. Unbelievable. So I mean, this this is I mean, so was is Ollie North? I mean, I don't, I don't know. He's not. I, this is what we talked about before. But um, our guy, who I'm drawing a blank on right now, our Navy SEAL guy, Joe Flippo, help me out. Larrick. 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 You know, I'm the names person. Thank you. I'm sorry, Jen. Larrick is not an Oliver North type character, right? Like, I, I think you could say he's a derivative to some degree because I mean, he is he is the special forces guy that becomes a liaison. Sure. Oliver North would I would say is about three or four steps above Larrick in in the actual structure historically. Does that yes. seem right to you? I mean, he's he's an expert on American history. I'm sure. I'm sure they. You're, just, you're, <laughs> you're the history guy. I'm not, sure they discussed this on the set. You were introduced to me as the history guy. You yes. should know. He said it. Guy. He, he said it. So uh, well, I would. I would, I would <laughs> I would imagine you guys have some discussion on set, which is something I want to get into a little bit later on because it's so right. fascinating to me. Your, your life is fascinating. I mean, you grew up. Uh, you you Are told we doing this now. You want to do this now? No. Now we should do this later. <laughs> I, I want to know what you were introducing. Okay, so you were the history guy. You were what? Uh, the cool guy. What am I? Huh? The cool girl. Okay. 
That's right. I'll take it. He just made me a nerd is what he did. I yeah. Just yeah. Out of the <laughs> There's always going to be one. You're the hot girl. I'm oh, the cool you. guy. Huh. Joe's the history guy. Okay, cool. Nice that's, to be that, here. That's what nice we to do. see you. So, Happy to do my part. <laughs> uh, so we, this episode opens with the, with them infiltrating the, the the this camp, which was, and we, see, well, we saw last, last, last episode, uh, them really sort of getting their... Sort of getting re repatriotized, if you will, sort of like really their resolve uh, being re. I mean, they're being being strengthened by the news of the death of the the boys in the submarine, which they are to believe that they caused that. You know, the, their intel caused the bad propeller, which which caused the death of these boys, which we which we know as the audience isn't true, but they think is true, and we begin to see they begin to see the the, the toll of. Uh, all of their spy work and what it's not just dead drops and and and, and think, fa- you know faceless people. There's actual things that are the things they do actually affect the world and individuals in the world. And I think that that was a real realization they had last yeah. episode. And their own people. And their own people. And right. it caused Philip to get very very mad at a beautiful Camaro. Yes, and, a bit, and, and You're before still that, upset about that. He I was am, mad at the car. But that's not, that's sort of the we, we talked about sort of the sort of the, the theme of this season, if you will. Whereas, like you know, now we can get to story of like what they do, what they actually do as spies, the spy work that they actually do has dramatic consequences. We saw this with uh, poor um, the, the couple Gibla, Leanne, and Emmett. Thank you. And here, <laughs> Emmett, Emmett help me out with Leanne and Emmett earlier. Yeah. We saw, we AKA saw them. Paul. Yeah, um, we saw how, how um, Claudia was very very concerned about losing losing people in the field and losing them. Mm-hmm. We see um, the, the the consequence they have when they have to sort of take these lives along the way and the toll it's taking them. The innocent right. people that take it's really like, like that poor like the poor kid in the Arpanet uh, code room who wandered in at the wrong time. And now we see <laughs> this 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 operation, which is you know, a, a, a standard sort of intel operation. Really, there's a high body count there. You know, and it seems like Phil is really, I mean, this is really, really wearing Phil out. And and I don't know, I mean, it seems like the show is kind of drawing a distinction uh, between people you have to kill with your hands versus people you kill with your gun. Right. You get a little bit of distance, you get a little bit of, you know, but but it seems like Phil has had to do some really, really down and dirty in the last couple of weeks, and it's really wearing on him. And and I think that that kid, being so young and being such a fresh-faced young kid... And and he takes him to the ground. He doesn't try to kill him right away. He doesn't try to choke him out. He no. doesn't try to break his neck. He doesn't try to put a knife in him. Shh. Just be quiet. Yeah. Just shut the hell up. Please don't make me kill you kind it, of a thing. It's the third fresh-faced kid we've seen him have to take out this season. You know, in the in the, in the, in the uh, premiere episode, the poor cook, the bus boy. Oh, yeah. He got it. You know, and then we have the, the poor, the computer guy. He had to get it in the, in the, in the trash can. And then this guy, that, that, that's got to take its toll. I mean... Um, it, you know, it's something that is the, the byproduct of of this kind of espionage, and I imagine of all kind of of all kinds of espionage, but specifically uh, this Cold War stuff that we're dealing with here. It's collateral uh, damage. I mean, so when you, when you watch this episode, I mean, when you watch, I mean, where, have you seen? Are you watching these in real time? Have you have you seen them all? I mean, obviously, you shot them all, but are you is this your? Are you watching them like sitting down and watching them like we are as viewers, all cut together for the first time, or have you seen them yet? I have not seen them yet. Oh, no. great! It's it's a first hand experience, and you know what? I wouldn't want to watch him beforehand. Um, sitting there and watching it with you guys was was quite an experience. Right. We talked the was whole time. Very, <laughs> we talk. you yeah. guys, I just reached out. You guys were just making notes and taking baths and <laughs> you know ordering pizza. <laughs> so good. The dancing uh, girls will be here in half an hour. Perfect, perfect. I'm here just in the right time. But you know what? It comes down to, I guess, the, the discussion you guys uh, had earlier. It, it's all about... It's not about the kid, it's not about the woman, it's not about the child. It's about who is on your side and who is on the other side. Right. You know, that moment when, when, when Philip uh, was restraining that, that kid in the, uh, in the camp right now, he was trying to pacify him. He wanted to give him another chance. But at the end of the day, it's either him oh, or the absolutely. other guy. Yeah. It's always either right. him or the other guy. And that's the, you know, the beautiful thing about the show is that it's not just about the good guys and the bad guys. It's Everybody's about the tall at it, it, everybody's gray, and yeah. it's about the toll that it takes on a human being, on Absolutely. a human conscious. And and it was a beautiful scene there where they are in church, and um, the uh, the pastor team is talking, and the camera goes to Philip, and it's about choices. Yeah, exactly. And you could see, and and Matthew did such an incredible job. I mean, like all through the this season, but also this, this app, I, I was just able to sit back and just watch. And all those, all those, all those layers, all those, all those choices that him as a character, him as an actor made, but also Philip as a, as a character 
had to make in his career. Yeah. Every single action that he takes is a choice. And as people, we pay for those choices one way or another. Sooner sure. or later, we've got to pay for everything that we do. And it's incredible to to see the toll that uh, this career path and this spy game is taking on, yeah, on the characters. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Go ahead, I, I think ultimately that's that's the, the, the true strength of the show is that there is no – we said this last season. I've said it this season. There's no – like there's a sense we all have that, well, you're a spy. You can do this. Or, you know, you're a fighter pilot. You can do this. You can, whatever your job is, we have this idea that you can handle anything. And I love that this show, you know, created by an ex-CIA, goes, you know what? That's not true. That is not true at all. This takes a toll. And and like you said just a minute ago, you said it's either you or me when we're talking about that kid right. and, and, and obviously the truck driver and, and every every situation they find themselves in. And it seems like Philip is adding this step, this this thing in between. Like intellectually, he has to know it's either you or me. But he's adding in this like, please don't make me do this step. Yeah. Because it's wearing on him so deeply. And right. anyway, I just oh. I, it's so brilliantly done. Well, I do want to get into the. I mean, you know, Philip. I mean, well, I want to start with Philip here because we're as, as, we're, as we're on him because we you know where we see him at the beginning. At the, we see him taking it back from last episode where we saw him sort of like, okay, we have a job to do. Going in with with true resolve actually to do this job. Actually, you know, take, taking the time to not not take out the truck driver. Like you know, we're, yeah. Elizabeth wanted to do it, of course, as usual. And Philip's like, no, let's. We don't have to do this. But going in to do the job and then it going horrible horribly wrong for the guy, and then the toll that takes him. We, we, we saw him have a full-blown breakdown. I'm like, right. I remember typing, like, Philip's having a bit of a breakdown. Then a little later, I'm like, oh no, Philip's having a full-blown meltdown. <laughs> right? breakdown. It's happening. Yeah, this I mean, is that, all happening. But I mean, that, that was a really, uh, that's something that we, so I think we sort of needed to see with this show, because we have a lot of, like, you know, Last season, it's kind of fun with the wigs and the, and the you know right. the spying around, and there's some. There's they were some a stakes. little bit harder last season. This yes. season, they were a little bit more Mr. and Mrs. Smith last season. Yeah. This season, I they're mean, people. And the, and, the st- and the stakes were the stakes were just as high, right. you know. But I think this season they did a great job of really ramping up the emotional stakes as well as the you know the 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 operations operational stakes. So when you see when you see the, them taking these people out, like we watch spy movies all the time, James Bond, he's, he's killing fifty people, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't think twice, <laughs> you know. Here, these guys are taking people out, and, it, and it's we see the toll that it takes. And right. uh, I don't know. I mean, when, Which when, is why you can't root for one side or the other because everybody's people. Right. I mean, so when when, when Philip when they went to the church, when Paige took them to church, and they're all sitting there in the line, yeah. sort of doing that thing, and you see the look on Philip's face. I mean, <laughs> what, I mean, what, what, what were you? Th- I mean, what were you thinking there, Jen? Did you think that? Like, I mean, I that's when I knew that like something was going to go horribly wrong, but I didn't think it would end up where it ended up. He just seemed like a zombie at that point. Yeah, like he was just—he lost all, all of himself. Angry. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was, he was just very angry. That that pan where well, Paige was just blissfully happy, and you know Elizabeth was kind of like, all right, and Henry's like half asleep or whatever it is, but Philip's just pissed. Well, now, <laughs> now this is something I want to—I want to actually, Costa, I want to ask you about because I mean we have this impression, and it's it's it, that 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 the uh, that Russia at this time. Was an atheist state. There was no right. religion, right? right? Religion was not was not accepted, and so to me, it's interesting because if I look at it through that through that through that lens, then Philip is essentially watching his daughter, right? He's come here and he's created this life, and his daughter is embracing what he has been taught is the opiate of the masses. It is designed and contrived to control you, to make you believe things that are not true, to make you a, 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 a sheep in this in this capitalist mill. And and I mean that's what was not that's what I took away from his face. But I mean, how how real is that? How real is that expectation that in the eighties there really was no religion in Russia? That atheism was really a, a dominant force. Uh, there was religion, but it was uh, the state per se. The official version was that there was no religion, and there was you know it, it was all about following the Soviet doctrine rather than following the the Bible. And there's a scene in this app where. It, uh, Elizabeth and Paige, and Elizabeth is, is saying to Paige, you've got it so easy. I never had childhood, and you've got everything. And that in itself, uh, in my opinion, captures exactly what that, that, that look that Philip had in his eyes. It's about, I can't believe you're just giving everything away. I had to work so hard. I never had a childhood. I got plucked out of that society into this life where I have to kill people for, for living for something when I was 18, when I was a kid. I never, I, I never had a chance to love somebody. I never had a chance to make my own decisions. You have that choice. And you are giving away that freedom of choice to somebody else. You are falling into the path of following somebody, and you are relieving yourself of that, of that choice. You are letting somebody else make that choice. 
So and we, that was that was an amazing well, scene. I think that for, for me, it was an amazing scene. I agree, but I think that the key here, though, is is that remember, Philip wasn't that guy. That was Elizabeth, the person you described, who's pissed about this whole thing. Is Elizabeth? Philip was right. like, "Hey, let her go to church. What's the big deal?" Right. So I mean, she, that, this wasn't Philip. So that look in his face was not necessarily. Uh, this is this was Elizabeth's position. Like Elizabeth has always been like, "This is what they do." She's already becoming. This is what this country does. It pacifies them, and da da da. And Philip's like, "Hey, you know what? What's the big deal?" But after Philip, Philip was having his own crisis of conscience. Philip was having his own existential meltdown. So I think the fact that he has gone through what he's gone through, having taken so many lives, having to sit there and listen to the pastor talk about all of this stuff, it was just it was it was. Matting to him, I don't think it had anything to do with where he comes from from a from a from a you know a Cold War communist standpoint. It was where he was going well, through personally. Well, no, well, let, me, let me ask you a question about that because That's I, my I, opinion there. I think it has everything to do with it because just in what you said just a moment ago, it, it is a, it is a, a fundamental difference in your view of religion. We see faith as a strength. That's something we celebrate. In That's this, what Paige was saying. Yeah, but I'm not. But what, 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 what Costa what, what Costa said a minute ago is that is that no viewing viewing religion as you're giving up your freedom, you're giving up your strength to follow someone else. Right. You're giving it away. Right. So it's a sign of weakness sure. from his point of view. So I mean, imagine that your 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 daughter is embracing the weakest link in this society. In his, in, 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 does that seem right? Absolutely. No, I, I, now that's I, interesting to me. I, I, okay, I totally agree with that. But my point is, from a character standpoint, like as a statement, what you're saying, I agree, is, is, is absolutely true. But from a char- very specific character standpoint, if you're talking about Elizabeth, she's right on board with that. Philip has not always been this way. Philip, this is, I think, this is new for Philip. Today, right. in, to, in this episode, we see Philip having a personal crisis of conscience. And then, I, I don't, I, in other words, I don't think this was coming from some deep, like, this is what this country does. I think it was coming from a personal place and his anger towards the church and towards Paige for embracing the church and towards the Bible had to do had to do with his own personal crisis of conscience, which is he somewhat had some minor resolution at, at towards the end of the scene. I mean, toward, in, at, at the end of the show. I'm not discounting anything you're saying, and then we, we can go on and on about this so we can have a separate discussion about Cold War era Russian versus American religion, but I think that uh, from a character standpoint, I think it's, it's really important to note that this is, Philip didn't really care. Philip was like, what's the big deal, let him have their little funny thing. Yeah, I think he's just pissed yeah. at his situation. And he, and he, he's killing people, he's got to be in this country, he's now sitting in a church right. in this country, his daughter is all about this. I, I, I got I got to interject. I, I think we're discounting somewhat. And I, I agree with okay. you. I don't want to beat this up right. the entire time. But he did, he did in, in the house when he's got that, when he's going through the Bible, he's tearing it apart page by page. Yes. You would rather give this to Jesus than give this to me. Right. And the respect to this Personal. guy, this, this thing that they made up, yeah. you'd rather give it to that than to your mother Personal or not. Personal meltdown. Well, I, I say, but then at the end of the episode, he leaves Martha at the house, uh-huh. and he goes to the church to kill the pastor. No, not kill. Yeah. I think he he went no, over gloves on. I think he was going to kill him. I okay. think the pastor misinterpreted the situation. Okay, well, I think enough. the pastor got out of that. Maybe. But, that. but Joe, that's personal. That's nothing to do with his like. Yes, his, he's his, having a meltdown. Do like I'm doing this for Mother Russia. This was like personal. Like you know, this is I don't know. But, what do you think? But you see, the the, the lives that these characters live, the world that they live in, the, there is a very very fine line, if there is a line at all, between personal and professional. Right. What they do has overtaken their lives, and and it's very very difficult for them to make that distinction. Okay, this is what I do for myself as a man versus this is what I do for myself as a Soviet spy. Right. So that conversation that him, I uh, uh, Philip had with with Paige about respect, you, res- you you respect him, but you won't respect us right. for the sacrifice that we've done, for the choice that we've given you. It's 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 the, it, in my mind, it all comes down to choice. It all come down, comes down to choice. And this episode is where it kind of came on its head, where Philip had to, it, it kind of, it, it sunk in. It sunk true. in that, that now he's, he's bordering that line. He's bordering that line where it's all about his personal choices and all those personal demons are starting to catch up with him. Sure. And I also think that that was, I mean, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I think that it was sort of beautifully you know, articulated and visually articulated in every step that Philip made. Everything we, every time we saw Philip, you didn't know which way he was going to go. Like when when he when, he, when uh, Clark went to see Martha, and I'll just I'll just thought I'll he was going to kill Martha. Joe, just I know, I know you're stewing over there. <laughs> Joe Flippo was right. Well, I'm not saying, stewing. I'm not you're stewing. stewing. You're right. I'm not we'll, swearing. We'll I'm not. It, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did not mention the six hundred dollars. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, but I'm, I'm making a point about. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, what, like when he, each went back to the choice thing. Like when, when he went in with Martha, like we saw, we did not know. I felt like, what's Clark gonna do? Is Clark gonna we like? Is Clark gonna beat her? Is he gonna take out where he's coming from from a personal standpoint? Because Philip is having a meltdown. Right. Clark is has a. I mean, Philip has Clark has a job to do. But when he sat down there and he's like, I know. Uh, I think it was like oh, I I didn't, didn't want to be home, and she's like, you're not. You're at home. I mean, you know what I mean. He's like sort of slipping. He's drinking. He's slipping. He's cracking his knuckles. Uh, I mean, I we don't know she what was a dead person. We have no idea <laughs> what this is going to do. But then he had to make the choice right. to sort right. of like go off of his personal meltdown he's having and go back on mission and play the tape and do the things that he's going to do to sort of to keep his mission going. Right. And, and it feels like every step of the way we see Philip, he has to make a choice about which way he's going to go and how he's going to play the thing and how he's navigating through this whole thing. That's all. That's so, so, but that's the choice. But no, six hundred dollars, Joe. Where would it go? Well, well, no, we did, we didn't mention. <laughs> that's all. We didn't mention this. We we did the math. It would be sixteen hundred dollars today. So if if your you know if your your kid were to go and give sixteen hundred dollars to a church as opposed to six hundred, we just did the math. It was worth right. mentioning. Um, to give you twenty fourteen money. That was all I was trying to say. So, but but as far as what you said about Phil and Martha, absolutely right. Yeah. He goes in there, but and it was like it was like almost like a trick the show played on all of us. Like yes. we were like, oh, Martha's dead. Well, who's cracking his knuckles and he's saying how the world is so ugly? I'm like, oh, sorry, I Martha, just, I it's thought, your time. We just saw this progressive spiral for right. Philip, right? So like, we you know we saw him at the mad at the church. The next time we see him, he's ripping out the Bible and screaming at Paige, and then with a very like that's his. By the way, Emmys all around for Matthew. This is the Emmy episode for Matthew Reese. Like, I mean. Come on. And the writing is so Tore good. I mean, he like destroyed it. He's right. so Apparently, super... Ollie North can write a show. Who knew? No. <laughs> story by. Story yeah, by. Yeah. Story. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, but yeah, it was the, the page is torn. And then we see him with the Martha. We see him on the bench. And the poor guy's like, buddy, I you thought okay? he was going to hit Paige. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot there. And then finally, you know, we see him with, with, with that, that wonderful scene with the preacher, which right. I do want to talk about, as you you eloquently talked about before. But for me, uh, my interpretation of that was was he went in to do harm to this guy, whether it was kill him or beat him up or whatever. He went in to do harm. He kept stepping closer and closer and, like, do you believe this? Essentially, do you believe what you're saying? And the preacher, you know, to his credit, backed him down. He backed him down with his conviction. That now, was whether, impressive. Now, whether or not, whether, whether or not you believe in God or don't believe in God or believe whatever you believe, the preacher believed it. The preacher believed it. So he backed it down with his conviction. I think that Philip got right into his eyes, you know, a well-trained counterintelligent spy, and knew that he was telling the truth. So at, at that weird moment, it became about, like, choices. Like, am I going to beat this guy up or kill this guy, or do I believe this guy believes what he's saying? If I believe this guy is not a shyster, if he's not, you know, out, out to get my daughter, then that's one thing. But that level above that was when he told him, you know, there, there's salvation. There's, there, there, there's, there's basically there's, there's a way grace out. and forgiveness there's for grace everyone. grace and forgiveness for everyone. And that backed him away. Yeah. And when he walked out, he had a hit to me in my interpretation. He was relieved because this is a guy who had a bad day. How many times have we He's said that, this? Oh, yeah. It was hope. Bad Definitely. day of the That moment was all about hope. Yeah. Yeah. So he, came, he, came, he came this close, and, and that very line that there is forgiveness for everyone, it was this glimpse of hope. That was his own and confession, that's, basically. That's, exactly. That's what made, made him turn away and, and reconsider. And, and as he turns around on the way out, there's a Listening to you. <laughs> yeah, great, great acting. So good. How did you interpret that, Joe? Differently. I, I, I do tell. It tell. I have nothing different. I think you got that 100% right. I think that the Finally. pastor, if the pastor, you know, it's, it, to me it was like the total recall total recall moment from back in the day. You remember? This is all happening in your head and that one little trickle of sweat and yes. he blows out. So I think if, if the preacher had given one indication that he was shady, that this was, that he was in it for the money, that he wasn't who he said he was. If he begged. Right. Or anything. something, anything would have been, if he'd been wrong, if he'd just given the wrong impression to Philip, yeah. you know, and you're right, Philip's highly trained, he'd, he'd, I think he'd have just killed him. I think that'd have been it. But he, you know, I think, you know, if, if the preacher believed it, then, then it doesn't, I don't think it, it, it hits as hard that, that his daughter would believe it too. You know, it doesn't necessarily change, I don't think it changes Philip's mind about any of this stuff, but I think it definitely, it certainly saved the preacher's life. That was one of my favorite scenes of, of this season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of, of incredible scene work and incredible, you know, two person scenes we've had in this in this in the series. I mean, episode. I mean, uh, season one had a bunch of great stuff with with uh, Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell. But then that scene was fantastic because the preacher was fantastic. I mean, he did not blink or back down one bit. Like just and uh, anyway, I can't I can't say enough about it. So that happened. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> so you know, and so I want to back up. And so we 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 have some resolution here about. 
you know, they're getting closer back to the mission. They're getting closer to finding out about uh, this 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 mysterious stealth technology. They're still throughout this, you know, get, you know, getting what they need to do. Philip, as they did, they does get Martha to get to, to to in position to get the intel that he needs to find out more about this stealth thing. And meanwhile, Elizabeth is doing her thing along the way, going to AA, befriending this person who works at Northrop, and getting closer to find out about the stealth way, the, the stealth technology. Itself. You know, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. They're going. We got two parallel things going on. It seemed like like it seemed like Clark for a second was really going to kill Martha because yep. of, of all the stress that Phil was under. And I really thought for a second that uh, that, that that Elizabeth was going to AA. For herself, yeah. I, I really I, I thought so too. I thought know, she just and, needed a friend. So, but, really, you know. <laughs> so, but it's interesting because it just kind of reminds the, the the rest of us, like, okay, they do have moments, but they are professionals and they're going to keep their ish together. It was a great, great, great reveal at the end. Like, where do you work? Assembly line? Where? Right. Uh, I know Northrop. I, I heard assembly line. I'm like, dude, uh, she's an AA. Yeah. There's no way around it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's uh, that, so we. I just want to flip it to this side, as we often do here. We, we've got the 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 Russian side, the KGB side. Uh, not much, unfortunately, not much from the resident tour today. Nothing, nothing from the love of my life, Nina. You lucky son of a bitch, you. <laughs> I hate your guts. Hey, what about this scene between between Lev and Agent God? Yeah, that, that, was, that was a fantastic. How scene. phenomenal was that scene? Yes. Phenomenal. That was a great scene. It felt like heat, didn't it? Felt yeah. like heat back in the day. It right. Felt like yeah. uh, Al Pacino and yeah, uh, yeah. Like back in the day, sitting at that diner. I will take you down. But now that we've met, I won't hesitate. I won't hesitate. I won't hesitate. Great scene. That was very, very, that's a good good call. Very, very heat-like. So these two guys who meeting each other, sort of saying like, you know, saying everything without saying anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and uh, Arcady's just sort of like. I loved his response. Pleasure, you know. Yeah. Thank you. Good day. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. Gave him nothing. Right? Gave him nothing. And he like smiled too. Yes. He's just like not afraid. Gotta go. So that was our that was our residentura, you know, FBI thing that didn't happen in either office, you know. Right. But because now we have uh um uh Stan who is now, you know, on his own Stan very specific mission. He's gone above he's gone above everyone's head, gone straight to uh the Project DOD. Project Have Blue, Project Harvey. Yeah, he's, he's he's interviewing engineers. Well, you know, he went when well, we, the last episode. He went in and said, "Look, I need. I know what happened here. I'm I'm your guy." He basically told them, "Like stuff is going down. I know. I, I know what's happening here. I'm your guy. Please let let me let me get to the bottom of this and uh, cut out the bureaucracy. I, I'm your best hope here. I'm I'm Stan, and he, <laughs> they bought it. So they gave Stan all these clearances, and now Stan is on the case. And I'll tell you what, he's getting to the bottom of some shit." Stan. He actually is. He is. Like, he's calling guys in. He's scary, right? He's scary. Like, Stan, Stan is, like, top cop best. Like, you, know, you don't want a, a Stan doing his job at the highest level because Stan with some clearance, with security clearance, is a dangerous man. But what is he trying to accomplish? Joe, I don't. I still, I, he's giving me anxiety with his choices, his choices in well, general. Okay, okay, so, so Joe and I had this conversation. And he comes to be a little tougher. Okay. Joe, Joe and I had this conversation. Break it down for me. It's just what I just said. Stan went to the guy, to, to the guy, and said, hey, I'm, "I got that. I'm the guy." Now he did that because he's trying to break this wide open, and he's and and maybe trying to save Nina. He feels like if he can do this, he can save Nina, right? So that that that's that's that, that's what you're saying, right? But your thing is saying like he's doing this for Nina. And it's not. I'm for not Nina. saying. I'm not saying for Nina. In, he's, in, because he's Stan. He wants to okay. take down the bad right. guys. We, 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 have, guy. we happen to have. We happen to have Costarone in here. So you did not tell give, us. You didn't give <laughs> the order for Stan to do this, right? This is Stan's. He's, this is his his deal, isn't it? Well, I guess we'll just have to wait until. Oh, oh, that's unfair. Oh. Look, I. That, that's just how it is, yeah. right? Handcuffed. If, if you, you can't knew, tell us. Listen, if you knew why he's doing it. Would you be asking me that question? Yeah, that's no, a very good point. No. So I'm not supposed this to. This is why we're speculating about that. Exactly. Well, well, whether whatever the motives are, he's getting to something here because. He's... Well, I want to know why Oleg wants the records on him from Stan. Yeah. Why does what? Oleg... Tell us why. Well, actually, was that no? Was that like a red herring? Was that just a way to get Stan in? Yeah, you got to get him used to it. You have to put a finger in first. You got to used to it. You got to get him. You got to get him. You got to get him used to it. You have to do. You got to get him used to giving you something. That's what he's saying. How do you do that? <laughs> Terrible example, but you got to get you, you're getting used to giving you something. It's right. a small thing at first. It's right. it's not a big deal. It's just a little something, and then it's going to grow and grow and grow. Well, I, I agree, but 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 the, the direct question is: was that was this was this that actual intel that the resident tour needed, or was it just a way to get Stan on the take? It is about well, it's about if, 
if you ask for too much, then the stakes are way too high, and right. it's, it, it, there is this higher possibility of, of, of Stan saying, you know what, no, I'm going to stick with what I'm doing right now, I'm going to stick with FBI, I'm going to stick with my country. By baiting and by, by giving out little bits of information first, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more, you kind of get that person to get sucked in, get that person, person to give out more and more information to the point where, you know what, now you've given us this much, what are you going to do? Well, then the other side is... You've got, you've got two choices now. If you flip, we're going to say to everybody what you've done. That's it. Now you're, right. now you're out. You're dangling. You're out. You're Wiley Coyote out, at the, out over the cliff. And if you look down, you realize there's no ground. Now, now this, this is something we were debating early mm-hmm. on. It's, pretty, it's clear now. But when this was, when this was unfolding, we couldn't tell whether storytelling was – we couldn't tell if this was Ole going rogue and doing his own thing or if this was part of a larger operation or this is something that I he, knew. And, 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 and Jen, of course, JTJ, was very clear in saying they're all in on it, including Nina, and which yes. they all were. But was this, was this Oleg's idea? Is this Katie's idea? Like whose idea was this to go after Stan in this manner? Was this – do you know? I mean, do you know whose idea it was? Was, was it Oleg's? It was a combined effort. It's it's not something that look if 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 Oleg would have taken it upon himself to just go and do what he did, then too many factors had to align. Right. Too many factors had to align, and then it wouldn't be episode five, six wouldn't be about you know the the deal in the port with with uh, Agent Beam, and, and at the same time as exfiltration is happening somewhere else, it would be just about Oleg being on his own. Yeah. You know, it is a combined effort, and it, it, it it's amazing when you... It's one of those shows which you have to watch over and over and over again yeah. to get all the little points, because you watch it once, and you miss things, and you and then you kind of come to the next episode, and you start to speculate and try to remember, try to think, and you're like, yeah. hang on a second, didn't they say... And you go back, and you watch it again, and then all the pieces of the puzzle start to fall into one, yeah. one shape. So... It yeah. was a combined effort. Combined. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, that, that scene at the porch was the scene that turned us all. That's the scene that uh, that someone in this room was like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe he looks hot." And I was like, "Stop that, Joe." That's like- my bad. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize if, if I made you uncomfortable. It was, and, I, and, I, and I, it impressed me too because there's that moment when when he's like, when Oleg's like, uh, "I'm training counterintelligence," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, go, Oleg." And then sure enough. There he was at the proof. That was that was actually the the, the turning point where um, up until that time, Oleg was you know it was the, the guy who on screen wasn't taken seriously. Right. That was the first turning point where he actually stood up and said to Arcadia, "You know what? Hang on a second. I know what I'm talking about. I'm right. actually quite good at this." Yeah. And even though you know in that scene, Arcadia didn't believe him, as we find out later, he didn't. You know, it all went ahead. Right. But that was the first turning point where. That relationship has between Arcadia and Oleg has 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 gone to a different level. Yes, because and, and all of us too. Because I think that we all were like when you when when, when Oleg said that, I was like, Oleg ain't good no counterintelligence. Oleg's gonna get caught. He's you know, who said that? Uh, maybe Joe, but was it just, <laughs> just, just was like it maybe, maybe Joe Flippo. He's not exactly I, like that. I, I gotta say, it was, I, I like the way you guys have done it too. Because I thought that if if you did get elevated, I thought it would be something that you'd have called to Dad, and Dad would have you know Dad would have called up and and somehow bumped you. But I like the way it's gone through because you, you, you did it on your own merits. Oleg, right. the character, did it on his merit. He said, "You know, I got, I've got a good plan. I'm, no, we're going to run this better than you would have thought to run this." And so you, you've elevated the character's elevated because of his own merits, which well, I think makes it so much better. But well, that's we, also a credit to to the JAs and the the writing oh, team that they put together. Yes. It's the, to be able to have that vision and to be able to to sit down and think, okay, well, how can we? Take this story to a level which nobody expects, and Absolutely. take it there. The Jays being the show creators, Joel Weisberg, right. Joel and Joel, yeah, Joel, <laughs> Joel and Joel Weisberg. So right, we're a lot of Jays here. A lot of Jays. Jin, Joe, Joel, Joe, Joe. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, will we ever get to see? Will we, will we know who exactly, who specifically Oleg's, you know, father and family members are? Will, will that something be revealed? I don't know. Oh, you just on. gotta Tell wait and something. see. Come on, Ronan. There's an there's an arc coming. <laughs> yes. So for the last forty we'll minutes, I've been over your shoulder reading your notes. So <laughs> I know exactly the questions that are coming up. Are they any good? <laughs> terrible. But I, no. Okay. So, so we've, we've gone through that. Um, so just just back to that stands really quick on Stan. Uh, oh, Project Harvey. I mean, I'm sorry, Project. Harvey, uh, the Have Blue program. Par- Par- Project Harvey's obviously referencing the Jimmy Stewart movie, The Rabbit, who dis- who's, who's gone. That's kind of cute. I like that. Can we talk about uh, Sam's wife? Yes, like you know, Sandra. Stan, which, which, which we talked about this five episodes ago. How this was happening. Like, why weren't they getting divorced? Well, 
I don't know. It's 1981. It's not. I know, but I bring this up every time. They're just like coexisting, and no one's talking about it. And finally, they mm. talked about it. Well, they have a family, but she she made it very clear that that was a very adult way <laughs> yeah, to say she's it. Like I am going to see about having an affair. Yeah, I'm going to see I this guy. Back. Are you going to have an affair? She's like, maybe. It's like, are you going to leave me? Nope. <laughs> I'm waiting <laughs> no, but I for like you that. to I like, me. I like the way she said it. It's a small, yeah. it's a small world. I'm not going to be the kooky wife that left. I'm not going to make this easy yes. for you, Stan. Exactly, because you, you won't leave me. We called it, she called him out, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. So tell me you're not having affairs. Well, Stan's you, like, yeah. Bro, a bag of baby, Wouldn't you call it Mr. Counterintelligence Genius? You yes. didn't see this coming? Right, yes. and we've been saying that. We're like... For somebody that's so smart, he's got a lot of crap going yeah, well, on. Well, the irony of it all is like anything with a woman, anything that, that can't pee standing up, Stan is absolutely confused by. He yes. cannot <laughs> keep track of anyone who can't use a urinal. Well, I just, he is a disaster. That's a nice I way of putting it's, it. It's, it's, I, I just feel like you, know, you can see where Stan has this thing where he it's feel like his brain is working wherever it's working. Full, full tilt boogie to figure everything's out, figure things out at work. When he's home, he just switches off. Like when he's home, he's like a zombie. Even in that moment when Doctor Doctor Ruth is playing, he's kind of like turn that off, and he's like, "Whoa!" You know what's funny? What are you doing? I I gotta say that that's one of those moments when because we 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 watch with the subtitles, so the case so we don't miss anything. It's one of those wonderful moments where subtitles make a scene so much creepier because if you (laughs) if you watch that with subtitles, you hear every you read everything Doctor Ruth was saying, and you're like, "Oh." That's yeah. deeper than I thought it was. Dr. Ruth, not sexy. D- no. No. No, very <laughs> clinical. Super clinical. <laughs> that's not, that's not, yeah. Anyway, so Stan stands on the case, but the, the most important thing here, we'll wrap up there, and we'll, we'll get into, into the Costa, is like, is that Stan seems to be getting closer and closer to what happened to Leanne and Emmett. Yes. You know, so which, when and we see a little Alexandria bit of Alexandria meeting, yeah, Virginia, and, all know, these different engineers. Saw, and he, we, he even met with their, with their contact, their guy, who's like, I would never betray my country. Oh, and his Frank, line in yeah. response? Yes, we're like, liar! You know? <laughs> no, and he said, nobody ever thinks they will. Yeah. Oh, Fred, exactly. not Frank, pardon which me, Fred. Double, which is the double, you know... Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. you're. Mm, I don't know. That's why I'm saying there's more to this than we figured out so far. We'll soon find out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the ep- episode was wonderful as, as usual. We talked a lot about the show being. Well, everyone talks a lot show about. There's no secret. The show's about relationships. The show's about marriage. It's like one of the best shows about marriage on television. And the backdrop is 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 the the, the spy world, if you right. will. We also talk a lot about. The fact that we, uh, you know, you have these two Russian spies on an American show as your protagonists, like who, you know, and we are rooting for them essentially. We're because they are set at the center of the show, at, we are we are essentially rooting for them. But as Americans, as patriots, we're rooting for the Russians, the bad guys, or or, or are they bad? You no, know, they're not bad. It's a really great way of sort of letting us look from a distance at the Cold War and what was going on there. You know, in terms of you know, spies, because we're watching the FBI, and we're like, well, are they the good guys? And, well, no one's the good guys. This is just a story unfolding, everyone doing their job. Right. And the question I have is, how do you view that? Because we grew up here, in this, we grew up here, in, you know, in America, and so we have our own sense of American history, and we have our own view of the Cold War, and uh, some of us are older than others. But you, who, you know, grew up in Russia, and, and spent right, time right, in New right. Zealand, and, 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 and in England and other places. Right. I'm Russian, don't I'm, forget. I'm sorry. Yes. How do you, how do you view the show? Do you view the show the same <clears> way we did with, with distance to the Cold War? Are you like good guys and bad guys, or spies, or... Well, no, the, this is not what the show, you know, the beauty about the show is not, it's about good guys or bad guys. And the reason you're rooting for Philip and Elizabeth is not because they are Russians or non-Americans. It's because you're rooting for people. Yes. You're not rooting for the Russian spies. You're rooting for people. Right. And one of the wonderful things about the show is that it's, it's yes, we've spoken about everybody being gray, not black, not white. But it's also about, you know, we've spoken about the tour, but it's also about the audience being able to relate to every single character on that show. Sure. Every choices that the characters make, they're all human choices. It's not about gadgets. It's not about super spies. It's not about everybody, you know, can do whatever the hell they want and, and, and just move on with their lives. No, it's taking a toll. Right. It's all about choices. Everything that you do has got, a con- has got consequence- consequences attached to it. And this is what the show is about. And this is why you're reading for Philip and Elizabeth. And this is why this show is so exciting is that you find yourself on the, so to speak, wrong side of the fence. Yeah. And everybody's puzzled by the fact that, hang on a second, uh, let me check myself. Am I, am I <laughs> just, am, am I, am I really rooting for the right, wrong side or yeah. right side? How does it work? Um, you know, coming from Russia, it, it's, it's, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. You know, it, it, I find myself rooting for, for people. I find myself connect with, with the stories and w- with the, with the human emotion and the heart of those characters rather right. than what they do. 
Right, which, which is fascinating. I mean, I look, but, but we, we find ourselves all the time sort of in this position. The, the main thing that we forget all the time because there's such separation is is that Philip and Elizabeth are on the same side as the resident tour. There's such separation there that we forget that right. they're all connected, you know, which is something you, right. you know. Well, you know, to, to me it's really interesting. Uh, you know, uh, like, like you said, good writing. Well, I, I've said it for a long time, but you, you said the same thing. It's great writing because it, it, everything feels like it had to go this way. And right. I've said that for a long time. Great writing in television, if you feel like the characters made huge, unmotivated mistakes, it was bad writing. But if you feel like they got to a place almost like they didn't have a choice, and then, then you become invested because then they're just like everybody else. They're just trying to do the best they can. And it's such, it's such good stuff. But I, I want to ask you personally, because you, I can never say the town. You, you told me Kaliningrad? Kaliningrad. Kali- Kaliningrad. Yeah. Which, which is so fascinating to me. You left when you were 18, right? Right. Okay, so you said you went from Kaliningrad, I'm going to butcher that every time I say it, <laughs> to, to New Zealand, to Australia. Right, right. right. And then you did a one-man show in Australia, right? Right. Are, are you going to bring the one-man show back, or are we going to get to see that out here in L.A.? What was it about? I, uh, I got to talk to the writer, producer, get them to, you know, make that happen. It's a terrific show, you know, and I really hope that we get an opportunity to bring it over here. And um, uh, it's about actually um, a youth experiencing the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, wow. It's a Polish, Polish young man who was uh, in Berlin at the, fall, at the time of the fall of the Berlin Wall and what he saw and what he experienced. And... Um, it's deep stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's interesting to me just looking this up here at the wall, just looking at the Americans, just, just the the hammer and sickle. Right. For us, is an absolute. It's a symbol of evil. Right. We were raised, and it's so interesting to me to sit across from you and and realize that you ra- you were raised. That is a totally different symbol for you. Right. I mean, it's the same exact thing. It's red. It's a hammer and sickle. But for you, it has such dip, such completely different meaning. Right. And and you you said it's about a Polish kid at the fall of the Berlin Wall. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, the entire world is crumbling around this kid, right? Right, right. right. Such it was, it was, it was a, f- you know what? It was a fascinating time to be alive. Yeah. I'll bet. It was a fascinating time to be alive. I, I the don't time think, of change is the best time to be alive. I don't think anybody here can truly conceive of it. I really don't think we can wrap our heads around it. I mean, I mean, up is down, left is right. Mom and dad are gone. I mean, the government that you grew up with, right. it's gone. Right. Well, yeah, you, you basically, you, everything's normal, and then the following day, everything's completely different you, you, in the in your passport it says you're born in a country that no longer exists right i mean how many people can can experience that that's just it's inconceivable that's crazy well, yeah how, how does that i want to get into and i think that's we know your background's fan, fascinating and fantastic i want to get into how that sort of informs you as an actor and and how you sort of made that transition into um in, in, in sort of into the arts and then and ultimately made your way to the states to audition for this right. television show right. so how does how does it you know i mean obviously you how, how did you get interested in the arts itself uh i don't think it, i don't think you choose that I, I think that's something that chooses you right. you know really i mean yeah. it's, it's if it makes sense sure um, no it does uh I, I, my first gig when when I, when I was 5 uh, my my first acting role was I was playing a a grandmother at the age of five, and uh, I hear you were brilliant. Well, you know what? Yeah, the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Always fascinated me um, about entertainment and about about storytelling because you know I don't I don't look at myself as an actor. I look at myself as a storyteller. And I think a lot of actors uh, look at themselves that way. Um, it it really comes down to being able to create a character, especially in the theater world, you create that character, you rehearse it for like four weeks, and then you live that life for six, eight weeks, and you live that life. You you create that that world, you create that parallel universe, and it's not just about you know that discussion we had off mic earlier about Inside Out, and yeah, absolutely, uh, it's about you know creating that that character and and living that character's life, not just you know acting and, and, and pretending to be that character is actually going to all those dark places and living that character's life and making all those choices to the point where you're on set or you're on, a, on the stage and, and every, every, every movement, every, every idiosyncrasy is the choice of your character, not you as an actor. And that, that, that fascinates me. 
always have and I guess always will. That's like acting without the strings. You're not a marionette. You're not a puppet. You're you're living from inside and you're creating right. this as you go. I mean, it's it's such a powerful way to do it. So talk to us about your your audition, getting getting to audition for the, for the Joes. How, how did you come to the role of Oleg? Tell, how, how, how did that come? To you? you know, you you've done some you know some television work overseas, obviously some stage work. Like how how did you? Was it just a, was it an open call? Was it an agent? Did they, did they find you? Like how how did this happen? It was a very nerve wracking experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they they. The, the casting brief went out, and I put a self-tape for the role, and then um, uh, Daniel Sackheim was, I think, in LA at that stage, and um, so that was a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of, like a week or so later. He met with me at uh, Amblin, at DreamWorks, and then uh, a few days after that, I think Annette was in town, and her and I met and had a chemistry read, and then... I was at a table read for a different project when I got a call from my agent saying, you got the part. And that was just like... So at this point, the show, you know, we're, you know, we, we've, we've seen season one. We know right. what a brilliant show it is. We know. So that, that's, that's just that. I would, you'd have to be over the moon, you know. It was a... Look, it was a great show um, in its first season. And, and what fascinated me about the show is that, look, there's a lot of shows out there, films and TV, that... These are the bad guys. These are the good guys. Russians are usually bad. Great. You know, you know where that story is going to go. You know how everybody's going to die, especially if you are Russian. Uh, <laughs> in this show, in this show, you connect with people. And I remember I had this conversation with uh, with Daniel Sackheim at the at the audition. He asked me that question: What is it that attracts you to this show? And I said to him straight out: I said, Look, this is exactly what attracts me to that show. Is that the, the fact that this show is about people? It's yeah. about human stories. Everything else is a premise. The guns, the fights, the, the stunts, the, the car chases, the, the, the era that it's set in, all that is a premise. It's about people. And this is what connects us as an audience. This is what connected me as an actor to this show, and this is what connected me as an actor to the part of Oleg. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be part of this journey. Yeah. Wait, speaking of people, though, and I know you right. don't like to give spoilers, you might ask him for this answer. Is Nina really in danger by your family? You tell me, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, so you I'm didn't even have to think about it. Sorry, What's up with that? I want to get into some character stuff a little bit because, yeah, Oleg, man, Oleg's a very interesting character because he's that he's that sort of enigmatic character who is like, is he is he bad? Is he good? Is he, he likes the Western stuff? He even likes Marvin Gaye and then, right, and, right, you right. know, and the churches and but he's always been after Nina. He does. He, he manages to seduce Nina. But that last episode we saw him, there was a bit of sinister sort of like, you know, my way or the highway sort of like, don't refuse me, Nina. Are we going to see that explored more? I mean, is, is this is this? I, I feel like this isn't going to be all peaches and cream for Nina and Oleg. I mean, where where where's this going? There, can you can you can you give us a hint? It's as to never. What we see? It's never peaches and cream <laughs> about this show. The thing is, is that. You know what? It's a duality of what they have to do uh, professionally and being human beings, being a man and a woman. Yeah. Uh, you know, like in any work environment, you, you you connect with people. You 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 know, you see a beautiful woman and and see a beautiful woman <laughs> and 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 you know, it, you know, you're attracted to to, to women. But at the same time, on the show, in that world, you, nothing is what it seems, and you cannot show what you think. And it's always a very clear distinction about. What you have to do, I mean, you know, we can have a, a great time, go out for dinner, and then one of us is going to die tomorrow. Yeah. It's very simple. And, and, and well, it's simple, but it, it's not simple, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah. it's, it's that, that, that's, that, that cloud that's always always hanging over those characters. Uh, with Oleg and Nina, it's exactly the same thing. There was a scene in, in ARPANET where Oleg is teaching Nina how to uh, pass the polygraph test. Oh, yeah. And in that in in that scene, going into that scene, going into that experience, Oleg knew a lot about Nina, and he knew that he's giving her by teaching her how to pass that polygraph test. He's giving flinch. her that extra armor. He's yeah. giving her something that he didn't, she did not have before, and that is something that will, you know what, create not really create another super spy, but it will, it will give her that edge that right now she doesn't have. And was that the Isn't moment? she also then in debt to you? 
because you helped her out and you're watching over her and she needs you now, kind of like she needed Stan before? You got you to gotta remember that, that what you see on screen is the, the, the beats of the story. The characters still live off screen. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff so we don't a see. Lot of right. it, the, the, one of the beautiful things about this show is because it's so intelligent, it lets the audience make their own assumptions and, and think for those characters. What is going to happen next? And then figure out whether or not they were... They were right. Because the resident tour is still still living and going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that scene, in that lie detector scene, that was clearly a, a, a very a seduction, a seduction of Nina. Nina was very seduced in that scene. But was that Oleg's goal to, I mean, was it, was it, his, was it his goal to train her? Or was it his goal to seduce seduce her? It was his, his definitely his goal to, to train her. Um and you know he didn't. He wanted to train her because he does. He does love this woman. Okay. Oh, um, that, that, oh, he reveal. loves her. Oh, look at that. Well, that's, look, you know, that's a hot take. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Am I the first one to say it? I don't know. No, Is that a spoiler? I, well, you wanted a spoiler? There you go. Yes. But but the 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 reality is that um, he was still doing his job. He still was trying to get into her psychic. And when at the end he is putting his arms around her. Yes, it was sexual, but at the same time, it was playing with the concept of, of, of close your eyes and look at me. It was very, very important for him to be not just in her mind, but in his heart. And that was part of his job. Now that, that's we, we, we have three, about three minutes left. Well, here, that so. was to me what was so interesting about, about the whole idea is, is you know, uh, can, can, an oligarch, can an oligarch's son be with a woman who is, I mean, he's essentially running at this point. I mean, you know that when, when, when she leaves Oleg, she's going to go have sex with Stan. I mean, is that does that become a thing for you guys? Is that is that, I mean, is it well, layered on now? Are we, we, we are you asking me if we're enjoying that? <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, like, do you, is it layered on the relationship? I mean, can I mean socially can that happen at well, this time? Ab- absolutely. Why not? This is this is the world that they live in. That's I mean, I they guess, do it not because they it's their personal choice. They do it because that's something they have to do. Professionally. Let, let me let me clarify because I'm I'm not saying it right. That's something. It seems like it can happen on the ground in the U.S. It's part of the mission, right? But can that go home? Could they take that home? That relationship. I don't see. You know, I don't I don't see why not. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Not you know, give they, it up. He's well, not going to give it no, up at all. But no. no, but that's well. Okay, so just she's going to die. Before we wrap up, we, 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 <laughs> you know, we do. We, we do. Unfortunately, have to wrap up. I do want to know, like you know, a lot of exposure. What's it been like for you? Uh, you know, having being on a hit TV show like this and exposure wise and everything else. I mean, how's, how's, how's it been for you? Uh, you know, uh, role wise and off, offer wise and other things coming down or just people recognizing you in the street. I mean, is, is that stuff happening for you yet, or is it or is it pretty? Uh, my life hasn't really changed. Okay. You know, I get to hang out with cool guys like you yes. and and talk about things that I love. Cool but that's that's there you go. That's that's the beautiful part about Cheers. it. But otherwise. It's all the same. Well, we love oh, we awesome. love you on the show, and we really really appreciate you coming in. And the Thank show's you, fantastic. Thank you so much. Looking very much forward to seeing where where this goes, and uh, you know, and we we know that the one episode that you don't, aren't in is the episode. You're what, here. Are the so we'll, what, what are the odds? What are the odds? But now uh, we know Olin's he's arc. in all the rest. Yes, so that's so good. we know. Um, where can we find? Where can we find Twitter on Twitter? Where can we find you? Costa Ronin. Costa Ronin? <laughs> That's at, my name. At, at, at Costa Ronin. At Costa Ronin. Check him out on Twitter at Costa Ronin. You can watch him on Americans as well. Uh, JTJ, where can we find you? At Jen the Jew on Twitter and Instagram. JenniferGolden.com is my website. And Jennifer Golden on Facebook. Uh, Joe Flippo. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And my website is josephsanflippo.com. We did not do predi- predictions, but we'll do them next time. You can find me, Joe Braswell, on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. It's Joe K. Braswell. And here in a bunch of other shows. Thank you so much for downloading on iTunes and rating us and listening on YouTube and watching us and streaming us live. Thanks again to Costa Ronin for joining us. And we'll see you next week on the Americans After Buzz After Show. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.